the word and great was the company of them that published it so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God welcome to the know your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord I am your host Bishop Fred A. Carwell senior now lend me your ear and let's go inside of know your Bible and hear God's life-changing word welcome to know your Bible on the Lord man we are weak but he is so strong kind of get a witness at the house cast all your care upon him for he cares for you be sober vigilant because your adversary the devil like a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour Satan is no equal opportunity individual he doesn't care who you are he wants us destroyed Listen, brothers, let the wife know what insurance policy is. Well, let me leave that alone. <laughs> In verse 9 it says, Whom resist steadfast. Now there's another steadfast. Don't deal with the devil unless you're binding him in Jesus' name. Don't, don't go out and drink with him. Don't party with him. Don't have him a part of your business. Be steadfast. Uh-huh. Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. We all that are standing in the place where the Lord put us are going through trials. All of us are facing trials and tribulations. We all need the Lord help this morning. We, we need the Lord to help us like right now because... There are some things on our mind, even though we're sitting here. Some of y'all been in and out of the building five times since I've been preaching. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's always that thing that takes your mind away from the very thing you need to hear that's going to strengthen you for your journey forward. So we need to be steadfast in the faith. We don't need to be all over the place. You need to set aside, you know how people put stuff in their phone for their phone to ring and Remind them that they have an appointment. You need to put it in your phone. Sunday is the Lord's day. I'm not taking no business calls. I ain't doing none of that. I've given myself over to the Lord. I'll be a church. Me and my family, we'll be a church. That seemed to be fading in days like these because people want to do everything on their phone. All right, let's move on. When we talk about, go back to 1 Corinthians 15. So steadfast, 
Morally fixed, firm, dependable, not a broken chair, solid, humble, steadfast in the faith. Second thing Paul writes to the brothers about is being unmovable. Unmovable. What does it mean to be unmovable? I'm glad you asked the question. It means not moved. A brother should be unmovable. That means that he's not moved by circumstances. Okay, so he got laid off, but he knows how to pray. The money got funny and the change got strained, but he's still going to send his child to school. Because he knows that somewhere and somehow, ain't no need to be looking at these circumstances. I need to keep my eyes looked and fixed on God because God is my helper. God is the one who supplies all of my need. So a brother beloved is unmoved. Unmoved. That means not moved by life circumstances. And when we understand that, that God is the one that got you started. Matter of fact, let's back up. God is the one that made you a male. And God is the one that made you a male. He's the only one then that can make you a man. Oh, man, listen. I'm talking to men of color this morning that understand that there is a system out there directly contrary to where you're trying to go. So I said this to the school of ministry the other day, and I said this morning, what, 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 what everybody needs to understand, when I look back at the treaties of the 1800s and how the United States is operating still up under an 1800 mindset, that's why you can't bring black people in this country in mass numbers except for slavery. They're still on the books. And when you look at it, the Negro has been uprooted and changed out by the Mexican population. Now, you, you may not want to hear this. See, that's the problem. That's the problem right there. God raised up somebody to tell you the truth. You don't hear that. You'd rather somebody lie to you and cause you to think, oh, that's over, pastor. That's back. Listen, if you're trying to get anywhere in this life, you already know this ain't over. It's not over. So if you got a house, a car, a bank account, God did it. Give him praise. God, God did it. Ain't nobody sitting back there that don't look like you trying to give you nothing. God did that for you. And he did it separate and apart from this whole hellish system that we live in. And now God is trying to talk to you about paying that house off. But again, who you going to listen to? God raises people up like Moses in the middle of Israel. God will keep raising up people to tell folk that look like them which way to go, but they got a problem with the messenger. I know everything I say sounds like I'm arguing, and I am, because I'm trying to make a point. I'm trying to make a point. When you talk about distress, and you talk about people on dialysis, and you talk about people with heart problems, and you talk about, the majority of that is in the black community. 
You understand what I'm saying? Because every day you get up, you're dealing with stress. That's brought on by another population in this community that got all the resources. Now that's hard down truth right there. But then what's harder than that and what's greater than that is God is still alive. God is still alive. And only God can get us where we need to get to. Because we can't depend on man. So brothers, be steadfast. Be solid. Get yourself a Sunday school teacher. Make yourself the midweek prayer meeting. Be solid. And be unmovable. Every day is something with us. I was told a young man that had nothing to do with some murders that took place in this city. But the popo came and found him and tried to pin it on him. And the young man wasn't even in town. That's what they do. That's what they do. But yet people that look like me got pastors that don't look like me. They ain't calling no DA for you. You down the river. Our problem, part of our problem in the black community, we don't know what love looks like. We don't know what concern looks like. That's why God raises up people that look like you, that's been where you are, that can tell you how to get to where you're going. Unmoved. Dialysis, man, people got ports in their neck right now. They're they getting prepped for dialysis. Why? The pressures and the stresses of life. And you go to us, oftentimes, we don't have no information. But God will help you if you would humble yourself and ask for it. Don't you want to live long? Don't you want to live where you can go anywhere you want to go and don't have to get back to do dialysis? Think about it. God wants you healthy. God wants you wealthy. God wants you whole. But at some point, humility is going to have to be introduced. You notice, you notice how God has raised up some of you in here to help other people. And they come to you and you got information for them. But you notice, God have not fixed you where you totally complete and don't need somebody. God will never fix any of us to the point that we don't need somebody. Israel was in the wilderness for 40 years. And every day, give us this day our daily bread. They needed God. So we've got to become unmovable. We can't be moved by all this stuff that's coming out of that white house, black house, pink house, whatever color that house is up there. Because every day is drama, man, drama. There's a lot of people right now that are, that are pulling the triggers, blowing their brains out. A lot of people are sitting up depressed right now because it's been a circus for three years. Instability. That's why I thank God that my confidence is in the rock of ages. Rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. And I know I'm black and I know the system is against me, but God is my refuge. <laughs> God is my refuge and my strength and my very present help in trouble. That's where all my help comes from. That's where you get your house paid off. That's where you have a savings. That's where you learn that tithing really works. 
when you do it God's way because there's no other way to get to where you're going. Our four parents knew that. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. God. They knew that. They knew that. They knew the only help that they was going to get wasn't going to come from Mr. Charlie. Unmovable, Acts chapter 20. Keep your finger posted up right there on 1 Corinthians 15. Acts chapter 20. Y'all get anything out of this? Let's start at verse 21. Acts 20, 21. Listen to this. Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. And I'm talking about being unmovable. Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. Not knowing the things that shall befall me there. I'm going bound. I got these chains on me. But I'm going in the spirit unto Jerusalem. Not knowing the things that shall befall me there. But I'm going. Verse 23. Except that the Holy Spirit witness in every city. Saying that bonds and afflictions await me. Don't that sound like being black trying to get from Mississippi to Arkansas? Uh, could I get some help from the brothers? Everywhere you go, Negro, you got to understand. Now, I'm about to say something that ain't going to sound good, but I'm not, I'm, I'm famous for saying stuff that don't sound good. I know some of your boys dating white girls. That's right, I said it. I know some of y'all ain't got no problem with your daughters marrying Mexicans and all. I said it. But let me tell you something. I thank God I went to Booker, Washington. I thank God I came along in the time I came along in. And what I'm about to say, I can prove it. Only thing that white girl got to say about your little black nappy head boy, he touched me. Oh, he touched me. And his life is over. Over! Now, I didn't say don't marry whoever. You marry whoever you want to marry. But you got to understand the system in which we are living is anti-black. Now, you can change it all in your mind and you can go through all them changes. But that little white girl say that he touched me and wasn't nobody around, he's arrested. And he is going to prison. Where all the rest of the majority of the Negroes are. It's afflictions waiting you in every place, man. Now, if I can't take this Bible and utilize it for my own life, ain't no need of me reading it. Y'all be careful out there with your sons and dating these white girls and, and going through all these things. I ain't saying for them not to do it. Hear me very plainly. It's your family. You run it like you want to. But you got to be aware of the pitfalls that's in society. That's all I'm saying. A black girl can say the same thing. And the Negro going to jail too. 
We living in a time right now, man, how, how do you greet a woman? Do you make sure she's standing over there and you standing over here and say, hey? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, do you touch her hand? Do you, do you touch her wrist? I mean, what do you do? You going to come back 10 years and say, I was groped 10 years ago. That ain't right. That, that's not right. So I, I just suggest, strongly suggest, that no man here on the hospitality committee of ministry be trying to grab no woman like she your wife. Listen, leave her alone, let her come in church. You wave at her. Go get some help and you, you wave and say, enjoy the worship experience, baby. <laughs> Go on in there and let the Lord use you. <laughs> Man, a day like this, you, you can't tell. No, man, some, some women come to my office, I leave the door open. You sit over there, I'm sitting over here, now what do you want? If you black, there are afflictions awaiting you in every city. All right, let's read on. In verse 23 again, except that the Holy Spirit witness in every city, saying that bonds and affliction await me. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Paul says, even though I'm being afflicted and I know that these afflictions await me in every city, I'm not moved by that. I'm going to live my life. So I'm going to go where I have to go. But I'm going to be cautious. Wherever I go. You know, because there are cameras everywhere. They got Cuba Gooden Jr. now. They say that he done groped a woman in a bar. Let, let me tell you what's really going on. And I'm not here to defend him or Bill Cosby or nobody else. But what I will say is this. If you got money, they got game. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And what white attorney or Italian attorney sitting out there ain't waiting for you to call them? Because they are trying to get everything the brother have worked so hard for to get anyway. They're just trying to get it on the cheap. That's what's really going on. See, what we say out there... In local colloquialism, we say, keep it real. Well, when it get real, real on Sunday morning from the pulpit, he shouldn't be saying that. Why not? You out there cussing. At least I can stand in here intelligently and deliberate the conversation. Oh, you out there cussing. I'm in here intelligent, and you can't stand it. Man's afflictions and bonds await me in every city. That's why, you know, traveling overseas, I've often thought about, well, you know, maybe what if I went to London or if I went to Amsterdam? My first thought is how would I as a black man be received? 
Because I'm a black man. <laughs> okay? So you, you think that because in your mind you think you're white, <laughs> that you're just free to travel about the country, huh? You have to consider that. And you have to consider where your black son, when he's going off to college, where he's going to be living, what community, who he's going to be running with, and all that. Because he got a target on his back. And lastly, well, not lastly, but I'm talking about being unmoved, not moved by circumstances. I, I, I cannot, I will not live my life and make my skin to be my shackles. My skin is not my sin. God loves me just like he loves everybody else. But it's the system that we are dealing with that's prejudice and racist. And they got you thinking that you're the absolute. It's something different about you, a different Negro. You ain't. They're just seasoning you up to cookies. You're being seasoned for cooking. <laughs> and if they could do without you, you're going to be gone. Now, y'all still here? All right, this is a message to the brother. You got to be steadfast and you got to be unmovable. 1 Corinthians 16. Man, we go through so much as a, as a black man. We go through a whole lot. We're disrespected. We're disregarded. All of that. And we ain't had nothing to do with the color of our skin. And I offer no apologies. I'm glad God made me a Negro. I just need to figure out how to get through this world and move on through here with God's word. And that's where I am with this. God said it, and he'll do it. Because our help ain't come from Baton Rouge or Washington, D.C. All our help comes from the Lord. Tell your neighbor, be unmovable. And see, this is another thing that daughters ought to be able to appreciate about their dads. That they're unmovable. They're solid. I can talk to my daddy. Uh-huh. I, I can go and talk to my daddy. And I'm not exing out mothers. But you know, daughters love their mothers. But boy, somebody said they were killed for the affections of their father. Yeah. And somebody said to me the other day, say, listen. The best gift, brothers, are y'all listening? Brothers! The best gift, I ain't hear no soprano, did I? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do a dry run again. Brothers! Yeah. All right then. Okay, now watch this. Somebody said the best gift that a father can give to his children is the love that he has for their mother. And I agree with that. Yeah. 
You want to give your children a gift? Love their mother. Unconditionally. Are you in 1 Corinthians 16? Look at verse 9. This is to say no matter what happens, keep going. Look at verse 9. 1 Corinthians 16. For a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. Anytime you're trying to get someplace, opposition is going to show up. But you notice how Paul was looking forward right here. Even though he's the one that wrote, be steadfast and unmovable. He says, there's a door open unto me. A door of affection. It's a hot opportunity. But there are many adversaries. Any black man in here under the sound of my voice. That have accomplished anything worth or noteworthy. You are to be commended. Because out of your energy and intellect, your smart, your wisdom, all that that God gave you, that's how you are where you are. A great door of effectual is open unto me. Sometimes it can break your heart the way that other people treat you. And then you have interference sometimes when you're trying to raise your children in the nurture of the Lord. You have interference that comes like this. Oh, you too hard on that child. Oh, get a child a break. You better get out of my face. This ain't your child. That's why you have to go to uh, Angola every six weeks. And you going to tell me how to run my child? You going to tell me how to raise my child? But see, here's the point. No matter how difficult things may be in your life right now, and no matter what the challenge may be, and you trying to get your family on to higher ground, and you trying to reach out for bigger and better things, you know the system's not going to help you. So all of our help has got to come from the Lord, right? Paul says that there is a great door, a great door, and effectual is open unto me. And there are many adversaries. Why do you think for one moment people are so hard down against Greenwood Acres? You ever ask yourself a question? You ever ask yourself, why is that? And we ain't bothering nobody. <laughs> we are not bothering anybody. Because if folk in the hood can't find a scandal, and you're going to a pretty good church, and you're getting taught the word, there's got to be something wrong. Yeah, something wrong with the Negro that's saying all that stuff. We are the folk that built the pyramids, that oversaw the building of the pyramids. We're the folk that came from the Moors that built all the castles in England. Who you think we are? That's why we're so hated. That's why we're so maligned because we're so blessed. We are so blessed. I don't let nobody discount me. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. God anointed and blessed me, called me, set me out, and I have no apology for the truth that I share with you. Because if I don't share the truth with you, then who am I supposed to be talking to? No matter what force come up against us, we always win. Our help is in the Lord. Are you listening? Now, finally, be steadfast. Say that back to me. Be steadfast. Be unmovable. Now let's talk about always abounding. Always abounding. Always going beyond 
the average individual. When you knock down, get back up. Don't be noted for where you got knocked down. Be noted for where you got back up. Life has a way of knocking us down. It does. But some way and somehow, God is able to get you back up on your feet again. You ought to be like a Frankenstein going crazy in a movie. No matter how much they come to torch the house, you got a trap door to get out. Always abounding. Always abounding in work. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. We need more men involved in church. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. You know, the devil always showing up. And I've told you this ever since I've been preaching. This past Wednesday put me in the pulpit 42 years, June 12th. And ever since I've been preaching, I've had to deal with the devil after every sermon. Yeah. Here he come. That wasn't nothing. Nobody want to hear you. All of that. How many of y'all know you got to be brain tough? Yeah. Let me say that again. You, you, you have to be unmovable. And you got to believe that what God got you saying to his people. And the life that God got you living counts for something. Amen. And I do. I know you didn't get out of your bed early this morning to come out here to hear no imbecile. I done figured that out. But you got to always abound in the work of the Lord. Devil knock you down, make sure you get the midweek prayer meeting. Telling you to quit the usher board, you make sure not only do you stay there, but you also get involved in another part of ministry. Always abounding. You got to always, we're called to go beyond what the normal person in life does. Man, you look at all the wonderful things that's going on in this ministry. A lot of people is putting a lot of energy into this place. Whether it's the college, whether it's the school of ministry, whether it's the Eagles camp. All of this stuff ain't just happening. It's happening because God has raised up people and have given them the energy to do it. The choir, all of this. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Yeah. I've learned something being 73 years young. What I've learned is that the pain that was in your foot moves to your neck. <laughs> Could I get some, some help from back here? Man, I caught some gas in between my shoulder blades last week. I was walking like that. <laughs> And, and you know the most stupid part about the whole thing, the pain, when it moved to my neck, my back was perfect. <laughs> I say, now, I need to know what in the world is going on because pain moves. I'm walking on this pulpit this morning, ain't no pain in my back whatsoever. None, zero, zilch. But you know what I look at 73 as being? A time to educate other people what they need to do and what they don't need to do. Because life should be an education. Amen. Amen? Man, I tell you, it's something else. I mean, you know, and for those of you that eat bird food, 
you know, every time somebody see you, 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 you traveling with the ladies. <laughs> you know, you, you eating sunflower seed. You. So I had someone say, well, Pastor, have you thought about healthy eating? <laughs> you know, maybe you need to start, you know, I, I got some beautiful members. They're always trying to tell me what's going to fix my back. So, you know. Thought about eating healthy? Yeah, yeah. So the other day, I, I, I decided, okay, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to get me a salad from Wendy's, the apple pecan with the raspberry vinaigrette, and some french fries. <laughs> that don't even sound right, does it? So here I am trying to appear to be intelligent, eating the little lettuce and all that, you know, the rabbit food, and biting off french fry and drinking a little Sprite. I'm, I'm thinking I'm doing something different to go help myself. Man, the next morning, I couldn't hardly move. <laughs> I'm used to eating stuff that stick to your ribs, like deep chicken. Potatoes and yams and cabbage and cornbread. Here I'm eating salad. Man, I got so much gas up in my back. And, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what I learned. <laughs> because some folk can do it and get away with it. Doesn't mean you can do it. <laughs> Whatever you've been used to eating, keep praying over it, eat it, and go on about your business so you won't get the gas. It's a trip. <laughs> At some point, this last part of the message to the brothers. At some point, you have to see it a victory when you find yourself sitting in church and you didn't even feel like coming. At some point, you got to see what victory looks like. And the devil has thrown everything at you he could to stop you and you're still going. That's abounding. That's abounding. That's, that's, that's keeping moving. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? Because you know that your work in the Lord is not in vain. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When God got ready to make a statement about our father Abraham, this is what he said. He said, I know Abraham. He will command his children. That's what God said about Abraham. That's what God ought to be able to say about us. Oh, I know Fred. He's solid. He's dependable. He's firm. And the same thing he's saying now, he started saying it over 42 years ago unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Abraham, God says, will command, not beg, not plead. He will command his children. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, he was steadfast. Jesus Christ was unmovable. And Jesus Christ, the same one who lives inside of every believer, was always abounding in the work of the Lord. He says, I have come 
to work the works of him that sent me while it is day. For the night cometh when no man can work. I realize I'm 73 years old. I realize that I won't be doing this all of my life. And I also realize that one of these days I'm going to be called to be with the Lord. I got all that together. You think I've come this far to stop now because folk got something bad to say about me? I look at them, I say, your mama, and I keep right on going. Uh, so they the words supposed to stop me, huh? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but them words, they're not going to stop me. Call me Fred, call me Ted, call me Ned, call me whatever you want to call me. But I believe that when God called me, he called me to do what I'm doing. And I'm not, that's why I want you to keep praying for me. I don't want you to join the chorus of those that don't like me and think that I got a problem. Everybody that know me know I got a problem. <laughs> there ain't no great revelation. But when you're telling people what they need to hear, Sometimes they go away for a season and they come back and they find them saying the same thing. And it's been five years since they've been gone. That's what you call solid. That's what you call solid. And that's what you can build your life on. You be solid like Jesus was. Steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I don't think about the five sermons I preach every week. I don't think about that. Because if I start thinking about it, I get weary in well-doing. I just go and do what I have to do. Even if I have to show up sometime wearing sandals. I did that too. I ain't stopping. And I told you all down through the years, if you feel like you are dying and leaving us, fall forward. <laughs> Don't fall back. Keep moving. I thank God that Jesus went to that cross. I thank God that Jesus went to Calvary. I thank God that he didn't quit. Anybody else in here thankful that Jesus didn't quit? Man, I'm so glad that he didn't quit. I'm so glad that he didn't give up. Every step he took, he took it for you and he took it for me. And he won for us the victory and got up from the dead the third day, with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. And the same one that lives in you and lives in me has given us blessed assurance that we got the victory. And when this life is over, oh man, you're talking about a day of rejoicing. We're going to see our loved ones again that died in the Lord. And we're going to forever be with him. So brothers! Brothers, that's more like it. Say these words, I'm going to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's it, praise God. Hallelujah. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. Out of the, the 
power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell. And this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before. And you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.